all probability, he is simply lonely. We can relieve his anxiety through socialization. Be my guest. Excuse me, Lieutenant. You seem to have lost the will to communicate with others. You have friends here. We... We care about you. Why, just recently, Jordy Wesley and I were saying... With all due respect. Be gone! everybody to deep space pride a gay star trek podcast my name is mike i am one of your hosts and with me is johnson my co-host johnson hi it's wednesday, it's wednesday. hi mike how yes, are you it is wednesday i am doing okay how about yourself you are low I, energy today i am i am low energy though i could today, not yes. have been able to tell with your riveting intro to our podcast episode today there we go see i i bring it for the show once we get into this yeah that is right how is your wednesday it's okay i was relatively productive which is good and i had some meetings canceled last minute which is always a little amazing (laughs) because i can like do work (laughs) and instead of being stuck in endless zoom meetings so i would say it was a good day for me overall what about you how was your work day it was fine uh you know nothing too exciting i would say that i'm uh suffering a little bit of the wednesday woes but um is that really a thing no it's not a thing i just made it up up. i am just making shit up great to describe my wednesday yes (laughs) uh and you know I, I told you about this. I ordered a pizza for delivery for lunch. Oh, yes. The epic pizza story. Mm-hmm. And it never arrived. And I, I think I'm still like disappointed about that. Wait, what's for, are you going to order pizza for dinner? No, no, no. We have Home Chef. So oh, we, we okay. are having uh, a pork dish tonight for dinner. Okay. Um, but yeah, so my lunch was kind of it was it ended up being leftovers even though i went outside to forage i did get a starbucks coffee and then uh found nothing of eating value i did not want to go and have a piece of cardboard pizza i was looking for a nice fresh made pizza and it did not arrive so maybe it went to a different address maybe maybe someone got a no, you said that you were calling them. They never picked up. Yeah, and then Hub said that they're closed. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't win. So, yeah. So yeah. I, that's why I would say that I'm low energy. If I had gotten the pizza and been able to enjoy my lunch, I would have uh, been much happier. But anyway, here we are. Here we uh, are. I, I did watch. Pizza less and here we are. I did watch our episode that we're going to talk about in a little while did your homework so i did my homework uh and it was it was good it was good 
Um, yeah, I actually thought that this was, I was expecting it to be terrible, but after watching it, I was like, okay, okay. I did tell you that I didn't realize when I picked this episode that it was also the pain stick episode. I, I totally did not remember the B plot. Oh yeah, I didn't and either. And I was like, oh, the Cleon pain sticks. This is when we were introduced. Right. So we'll have to get into that in a little bit. But why don't we first start out and catch up on what have you been Star Trekking this week or lately, since it's been a few weeks since we've talked about this. Has it? But what? Yeah, it's been a while. I don't remember. It's been at least two, maybe three episodes. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. So what did you Star Trek this week, Johnson? So I have still been going through my TNG rewatch. I have slowed down a bit because I've been doing other things. I've been reading books. I've been playing video games. Um, however, the other day I did watch, I did rewatch The Defector, um, which was a season three episode of TNG. And it was really good. As a reminder to our listeners, it is the season three episode where uh, Romulan Admiral defects and tells Jean-Luc Picard and the rest of the Enterprise D crew that the Rhinelanders are building a military base in the neutral zone as a prelude to war, something along those lines. And Captain Picard needs to decide whether or not to bring the Enterprise into the neutral zone to investigate. Uh, and it's actually very, it was very good. There was a, it was a little bit like, um, it was a little bit slow in the middle because I feel that they were trying to fill it with like things. But overall, I thought it was a great episode. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. So that's the most recent thing that I've actually Star Trek. I don't remember when we last talked about what did we Star Trek. So it's been a while, but honestly, it's all been just TNG. TNG here, TNG there for the most part. Um, I did want to talk about some Star Trek news slash rumors. And it's been discussed on a few different podcasts, which is why I would like to talk about it. Um, sure. I, but you've probably heard about this, the whole thing where John Delancey has been talking about his appearances on Picard. Do you know what, what I'm talking about? Yes, I do now that you bring this up. Yes. yes. And basically, yeah, it's been making the rounds on the podcasts. And I thought it'd be worth exploring this a little bit and i don't know how i feel about it but basically okay so potential spoilers for our listeners if you don't for want Picard to, season two Picard season and... two potentially season two season three so if you don't want to be spoiled skip the next five minutes but basically the gist of it is that john delancey has been spilling the beans on these cameos that he's been doing for random fans that says you pay him like a hundred bucks and he'll be like happy birthday mike and you know whatever but then he'll just drop like a random Picard tidbit. But basically he said that he's re they're recording season two and season, season two and season three back to back, which I think we kind of knew was happening. It's been, it's been, that's been, it's been, it's been rumored. I don't that's been you know, it hasn't been confirmed, but yeah. Um, but apparently he's going to be in both seasons. At least that's what he says. And I'm like, what? That is so weird to me. I was like, Kind of like a one and done contained season two arc with Q. But apparently he's going to make appearances in both seasons, which is, to me, it's just really odd. Because I feel like too much Q is like, 
I don't know. I don't know how I really feel about that. He, like, I yeah, like I think you know, he's, he's a character that can easily overstay his welcome. So oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and, you know, one of the things that comes immediately to mind is that Patrick Stewart said he didn't really want to go back to the well of anything that they did in Next Generation. So I think this is really interesting that they're... And, you know, this could all be diversion. This all could be, you know, John Delancey talking out of his ass, not knowing, you know, first of all, I don't think that a guest star is going to know the full arc of what's going to happen in season two and season three. Uh, so, I you know, know, I don't know how this works. Yeah, I don't I don't think, you know, I wouldn't. And, and I also really don't pay attention too much to rumors because, you know, I just kind of like to go into new up to a new season or to new episodes fresh and not have any real clue on what's going to happen and just enjoy the ride for, I for feel what like it is. You read all the rumors. I actually don't anymore. Really? I haven't. Yeah. I feel like I you like you're, you're all like knowledgeable about the rumor mill because I remember talking to you about stuff like this and you would be ahead with like random rumors from like Trek Core or maybe. I mean, maybe before when we first started talking about Star Trek before Picard season one came out, we, we talked a little bit more about rumors, but you know, as far as uh, discovery rumors, we had nothing on lower decks. Right. So there was no real rumors around that. Um, you know, certainly, you know, we didn't know that John Delancey was going to show up in lower decks. So, um, yeah, I, I think that maybe we, we talked a little bit about it because we had the Picard prequel comics, and then, you know, as things were slowly like kind of leaking out about Picard mm-hmm. season one, but I don't think that, you know, since then, I really, not, they, they really do a great job, much better than Star Wars uh, rumors, by the way. Um, with those of, like ironclad NDAs. Yeah, I mean, sure. There, you know, I, you yeah. know, I mean, no one's leaking anything about the potential Star Trek movie coming out in 2023. So, Just because it might be imaginary. Well, a, a, and so I would like, say that yeah. John Delancey's role in season three might be imaginary as well. Uh, I don't think that they're going to, unless, and, and I, you know, I'm not starting a rumor or know anything unless, you know, John is sick or is, you know, thinking about retiring from acting completely. And they said, well, let's get you to do this for next season now. I mean, maybe there's something in that, but who knows? Um, you know, I, you know, I think about other um, other shows that I, and, and audio things that I listen to and they have, you know, they, they do book out things pretty far mm-hmm. into the future. So, um, so it, it, you know, who knows, but, you know, also at least he's not really letting tidbits go about like what he's doing and what's going on, you know? Right. So, so that's also why I think, that's also it. why I think that this is, you know, a bunch of BS and just John Delancey creating his own like PR. So you think it's all fake? I, 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 yeah, I don't think that honestly, I think that the last we heard from the producers and the, you know, the, the leaders of this show, they were still figuring out season two. So to tell well, me that they've, I mean, like, sometimes they've those, wrapped up all of updates are two, like old. They just need to give people something. Maybe. I mean, maybe, I, you know, but and the bottom line is we're, we're never going to know. We're not going to know for years until we watch. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm so season that. two is a year away or nine months away, probably nine or 10 months away. 
Yeah, probably. Um, and who knows how long season three will be Ooh, after yeah. that? It's probably. So. Yeah. Another year and a half. You know, the other the other rumor while we're talking about rumors, and, and again, it's a rumor, not a rumor, because she did it on the official Star Trek podcast. Where what? Uh, Michelle Yeoh said that they don't. She doesn't really think that they're done with uh, Emperor Giorgio. Is that news? <laughs> but you know, is that? I mean, people were treating that like a rumor, like you know. So I think part of you know Star Wars fandom is much much worse when it comes to like rumor mills and creating all of this side uh-huh there's there's almost like this side economy of rumor shows and things on youtube and whatnot out there for star wars there is not that for star trek and i'm actually kind of glad are so about many that rumor like videos on youtube it's like like oh. man got fired for a third time. Oh, like, well, those kind know, of Alex like, Kurtzman like, has been killed off, you know, know multiple like, times. Yeah, there's so many of those. If I you guess want I to d- consider those rumors, uh, you know, I guess I don't. I don't really pay attention to rumors anymore. I don't even, you know, as a as a separate thing, I barely pay attention to any like Apple rumors, which I'm a big fan of Apple products, and I like that has a whole ecosystem all on its own. Well, I would say the, the difference here is that it came from an actual cast member. It was, it's like- A it's guest a little, star, yes. But it's also John Delancey. He, he's like, he is a guest star, but at the same time, he has a lot of clout in like Trek. So sure. I wouldn't be surprised that they at least gave him, sure, he has like maybe a few scripts where he's actually in the episode. Yeah, I'm sure they also give him the overarching story of the season. Yeah. The long possible. and short of it is that if he is in both seasons, I don't know what to think about that. And they would need to do a really good job to not disappoint me. I would agree with that. I would agree. I think that I- I'm hoping that with Patrick Stewart as an executive producer and having always said that he didn't want to redo things i hope that this is somehow a new take on but they things. do i mean not to rehash our season one picard discussion but they do try to dip they want to have their what is it they want to have their it, cake and eat it too. Have their cake and eat it too. I, I was like what is the idiom <laughs> they want to have their cake and eat it too they want to bring back the board but not really they want to bring back hugh but not really they want to make seven the board queen but not really you know they want to show like a big battle with a board cube but not really like there's a lot of a bit of both you know and then you get neither and then you're just and then you never come and then you're disappointed this is my whole <laughs> this is my whole issue about Picard season one like they want to try to have it both ways so they edge you and there's zero yeah payoff. and then you're like what is this I needed to finish myself off like <laughs> you know so whatever this yeah. this is like um I yeah. I hope this is not what you know what they go down, but who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll 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 have to wait and see. I mean, we've got a long wait, and you know we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, well, there we go. Anything else from your end on what you've started track lately? Uh no. I mean, it's no. most it's a CNG, but the most recent episode was the factor, so I specifically brought that up. I don't remember like what else I've been watching. I've been just jumping around like it happened. Um. So, and I'm starting to run out of like the really good episodes. So I'm like, all right, let's go back to this episode or that episode. So anyway, what about you? What have you been star trekking? Well, let's see. I, um, I am continuing my enterprise renaissance, right? 
so I did jump back to season two for a few episodes and then uh you know they are doing over on our parent uh podcast the truck geeks are doing see it or skip it for season one of enterprise mm-hmm. and so i was just kind of scrolling through there the other night and i ended up watching season one's shadows of pajem which was quite enjoyable um yeah. you know i i really am enjoying and i did you know i did really enjoy that episode and that's the Shran- episode of shran right that's the second one that's the 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 other the previous one was something about the monastery right the it wasn't called pajem the the planet Uh, was called pajem but yeah but the uh, episode was not um okay so yeah so that was really enjoyable uh and and i i went into it not i haven't seen it in very long time obviously but i uh i wasn't expecting shran to show up and uh, so I didn't remember that aspect of it. So that was a good thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. And it's also interesting because having watched the fourth season more recently than these older episodes, seeing how the Vulcans are viewed and how they treat the humans right. is very, very interesting. And, it, and it, if you've watched the fourth season and you see how their current leadership breaks down and Tapa becomes Tapa Tapau, right? Tapau, Tapau, um, becomes the leader of the Vulcan people. Uh, um, and there's a shift, you know, it, it actually emphasizes how, how controlling and oh, yeah, no, uh, the, the Vulcans were totally like bigger jerks back early. Yeah. On. Sure. yeah before season four so um yeah. the vulcans so that's you know that's an interesting part of this and um yeah they could so that you find this other world that they're controlling mm-hmm. and you learn that from shran and you you know you, you so it's just it's it's fascinating like the political ramifications having having seen it play out in season four so that was really enjoying and i also this weekend this past weekend i watched uh star trek beyond yeah, uh, because we you had mentioned there, you know, we talked a little bit about how there was some connections. There's some enterprise connections in there and uh, there certainly were. Uh, so I, I watched uh, Beyond this weekend and, and it's yeah. a good movie. I enjoy it. You know, it's not yeah, it's, it's not a perfect movie but... that it's such a deep cut, like that the villain was a Mako. I'm like, this is definitely a Mako who became baseball. Like, yeah. Who no. a Mako who became cap who is from who is disbanded and then made captain and then lost in deep space and then goes crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Um you know, and you see how they made uh Sulu gay, have a gay family, which was or like it was very it was very just token. Yeah, no, I know, you know, it was a couple of scenes, but uh, you know, or or cuts and in, in scenes, but uh yeah, it was just, you know, that was stood out. You get to see the the uh, the memory box of Spock. Uh, oh my god, that was great. And oh opening god. up the opening up the uh, picture from Star Trek Five. And you get like the cash shot. Yeah, you get the but cash shot. But I was like, shot. oh my god, my heart felt something. I remember. Oh, did it beat finally your heart? Yeah, there was like a little bit of blood going through it. Okay. But no, that was like, oh, here but not really 
Yeah, no, it was a, that was a nice touch. Uh, and then obviously at the end, you see that uh, they dedicated the movie to Anton Yeltsin, yes. which, yeah, he, who died. And Nimoy. Yes. Uh, it was uh, something, I forget what they said about Leonard Nimoy, um, but it was for Anton. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, I, I'm actually, you know, after watching that, I, I, I'm hopeful that Star Trek 4, the fourth, like they'll make the fourth movie in, in that universe, but uh, I don't know that that's going to happen because of the kind of combined the combination now of universe, uh, not universal of Paramount and CBS and trying to have like one vision for Star Trek. So yeah. you um, see that I really feel that they could have done a much better job promoting the movie and they could have done a lot more because it kind of aligned with the 50th anniversary. So yeah. they could yeah. have really pushed that a lot more. And I just feel that that really wasn't um, part of the messaging. They, they should have, I don't know. They should. They should have done more. If I remember, better. The, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, if I remember that well financially, yeah. If I remember, uh, Simon Pegg and Doug, um, I can't think of Doug's last name, who wrote it, came on late to the project and kind of pitched the story at the last minute after another script fell through. I think. Oh really? So, all this uh, back. I I, I remember some. Yeah, I remember some backstage drama about that, and and I guess I could listen to the fifty-five year or the fifty-year mission book and find out more about it if I wanted to. But but anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Discovery, a discovery novel, Wonderlands comes out. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, for next week and and i'm going to continue uh jumping around enterprise Enterprise. yeah um seasons one and two Mm -hmm. um yeah you should should, there are definitely episodes the season the episodes in season three you can watch i know yeah i mean i will you know i'll I'll get back you know i'll get back there yeah i you know i eventually i imagine but yeah i mean i you know the zindy war arc is the zindy war arc you know it's not yeah, there are a few interesting episodes. That, there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe I'll get back there eventually after I uh, watch that. So that's what I've been Star Trekking lately. Oh, and weren't you going to talk about the pod directive a little bit more? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday I did a 10K run during my break and uh, listened to Tony Newsom and Paul F. Tompkins on the pod directive talking with two of their friends who do the newcomers podcast and it's really enjoyable. Uh, you know, I, I am becoming an even bigger fan of Tani. Uh, it's just be- a fun, it's a very fun podcast. I like laugh out loud. Yeah. They, they, yeah. And her and Paul are not that we're not team. funny. We are definitely funny. All right. <laughs> we have our moments. I don't know if we're that funny. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they have, I mean, these are people who have been in stand-up comedy and I understand. writing thank and you, thank you. acting. Yes. Yes, we have done none of those things. Done nothing. We're nobodies. Uh, but yeah, it is really enjoyable and they do make me laugh. Uh, they had a great episode. We talked briefly about last week uh, with Tawny's moms, her TV mom and her real mom. And yes. her, her real mom's a huge enterprise fan. Yes. Uh, so yeah, these have been really, really good. I, I would say these are even better than season one. Uh, you know, Michelle Yeoh was the first one for this season. Mm-hmm. 
so some really outstanding. I like what they're doing with it. It's it's you you can go in and listen to it, and it's just an enjoyable. Like you right. never know where they're gonna go. Yeah. So uh, they're having fun with it, and I think that's the important thing. Like, I think that's one of the things that podcasting is all about. Is if if you're having fun with it, that will translate either through audio or video. Thank God we don't have video. Oh my uh, God. I would have tons yeah. of a little side note here as we were preparing to record. <laughs> Johnson was wolfing down food and it was like watching a three-year-old eat, maybe, <laughs> maybe a two-year-old eat. I was having um, because I was like, I was like trying to do it quickly and I was talking to you at the same time. So it was like literally yes, it was, it was a mess. falling out of my mouth. It was it, like, was, it was a disaster. It but was anyway, a, it was a slight back But I think that what comes across for that, uh, that podcast is that they're having a great time. And I think we have a great time too, but you, you and uh, we, we are too close to this. You know, we would have to s- have someone who listens to this podcast regularly say, you know, you guys seem to have fun and we do have fun doing this. Uh, but it's clear that Tani and Paul have a great relationship Yes, and they yes. know people and they bring up things and they have just a, just a wide variety of experiences and, and so if you aren't if you know if if you want if you're looking for another star trek podcast to listen to uh i would definitely recommend the pod directive i think it's actually the only time that i've ever recommended the official star trek podcast uh since they took over and uh it's great. So definitely add it that is. to you. Yeah. I used to listen to, did you listen to the old one? I don't know. Oh. Who. I, yeah. Let's not talk about the old one because I just wanted to blow out my brains. Listening what? To that guy. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh my gosh. The guy was so remember. annoying. You're annoying. I'm annoying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's like, uh, no, no, I, no, I, I've had. He was uh, annoying. I didn't think it was that annoying. Was oh like, God. Yeah. He was, no. I actually I don't it was, remember his name. I don't either, and I don't want. To. Oh, okay. Um, but he he yeah. is like uh, his co-host was basically like not really a big fan, so he would need to like explain stuff. I don't know if you remember this. I don't remember that part of it now. I have blocked out the old Star okay. Trek podcast. As I said, Tony and Paul F. Tompkins both love Star Trek, but they're not. The thing I like about that particular podcast is that they don't, they aren't overly promotional. Like, oh, not at all. They're no. always like, yeah, we love Lower Decks, but we love, you know, let's talk about Deep Space Nine because they love Deep Space Nine, you know? Like, yeah. it doesn't need to be, like, all about, like, current gen. You know, like, because if it's an official podcast, sometimes you think they're going to really be pushing, like, the current episodes, the current shows, but they don't do that, which I appreciate. Well, the only thing that I am not liking about... <laughs> I liked their first season because there were no commercials, now they do commercials for other podcasts. Sure. Uh, which is fine, but it's, it's just not annoying. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway. Anyway. So shall we move on to the next big thing that we're going to talk about? Yeah. Let's talk about the Icarus Factor. Nope. Not yet. Wait. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about that yet. Yes, you're correct. I thought we were transitioning to that. You're correct. I got to figure this out. I got to wait. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, okay. So, Barb's not a Dauphine, but I haven't ruled her out as a surgically altered Cardassian spy, or a transporter clone, or, bear with me, bear with me, a Sulaban. Right? Right? A Sulaban? Mariner, stop it! Barb's not a Sulaban. Uh, but how do you know? She's nothing but a great human lady. You need to stop spinning out and accept people for who they are. Now be quiet, I gotta change everything about me to trick her into thinking I'm something I'm not. Computer, analyze the coolest people in Earth history and replicate me in outfit. Boys size small. So we are super you, you excited. You take it away. You take All it right. away. You know All what's right. going on. Yeah, we are super excited. We have been given the opportunity to give away some cool Star Trek products. And yeah, uh, swag. Yeah. And uh next week, I believe on the 18th. Oh uh next Tuesday, right? Yeah, next Tuesday. Yes, oh, I didn't know we were gonna yeah, it's next Tuesday. Yeah, next Correct. Tuesday, season one of Lower Decks comes out on Blu-ray and DVD. And uh, we are super excited. We've been chosen to give away a Blu-ray set, uh, three, actually, three Blu-ray sets of season one and eight character cards for the eight main characters on the on the on the podcast on the, on the so podcast on the show. It's going to get a copy of the Blu-ray and eight cards. It's not, we're going to take eight cards and, and divide it about. Yeah, no, no, you get both. You get both. Yes. Yeah, it's great. And the, and the cards are awesome. I mean, they They're look funny. really, we saw some, we, we've seen them digitally. They are really cool. Uh, so yeah. So we get to it's give our away first this. official giveaway. Yes, it is. We're yes. legit now. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have made it. So yeah. So, what do you have to do to do this uh, to to enter this giveaway? It's really simple. So we normally do well. Our social media manager usually posts things uh, late, correct? But on this, in this case, <laughs> we're going to be on time. So yes, when, yes. So this episode comes out on Friday, May the fourteenth. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, May the sixteenth. We are going to post an Instagram on, and Twitter on our social media platforms, uh, the contest. And all you have to do is like one of those places, one of those or, posts. Or retweet, or retweet if you're on Twitter. Sure, retweet. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, like uh, or retweet. Like or platform. retweet the post. You have to be a follower of ours. Yes. So our handles one more time oh on God. both of those are Deep yes. Space Pride. Correct. And you have to, so you have to follow us. You have to like or retweet, follow us, and tag a friend for this contest. Yes, That's yes. it. Very, yes. very easy. And we will randomly pick two winners from Instagram and one from Twitter to win this Blu-ray set of season one and the eight art cards that go along with it. So that's all you have to do. So, and we'll also post another opportunity later in the week so if you miss the first one on social media you'll get to see the next one hopefully one of those two you can enter on either post and we will put you in the drawing for this uh, amazing giveaway and uh, amazing it's really cool i'm excited all the things uh we loved season one of lower decks and if you if you love physical media and you want this on your shelf and i'm sure there are a ton of great uh, extras and bonus features on these um discs so definitely check it out um if you aren't a winner we do encourage you to go ahead and purchase that there's no commission for us we don't get anything 
Uh, but there's the no links, kickback. There's no kickback. <laughs> we are no. we are doing this because we love Star Trek. Yeah, and uh, we are doing this, and we appreciate our fans. Yeah, yeah. So we are super excited to be able to do this. So look for that on Sunday, May sixteenth. This episode will go live on Friday, May fourteenth. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, oh, and the contest will end the following Friday, so May twenty first at midnight Eastern time, whatever. Uh, and we're gonna pick a winner on Saturday, May twenty second. Winners. Winners. We're gonna pick our winners. winners. Yes. And we'll we will send you a DM, and you'll send us your name and address and all that good stuff, and we will get. And those... then we'll stalk you. So <laughs> no, we will where you not. Live we will you. not. We will. We will send you this amazing gift. So we are excited about this, and uh, look out for that next week. It's all funny. right. It's coming. There we go. Giveaway number one for Deep Space Pride. Yay. Yes. Legit. All right. Now. Now we can talk about the Icarus Factor. What is it now? You can't do that. What? Hachi Don Karitsu. It's illegal. You're kidding. All these years. That's why I never won. You were cheating. It worked, didn't it? Kept you coming back for more. Incredible. You cheated me. How'd you get away with it? You were just a kid. By the time you were 12 years old, I knew I couldn't take it, but I had to keep you interested. I had to keep you challenged, didn't I? I always hated you for that. Damn it, Will! You were barely out of diapers when she died. You hardly knew her. I'd loved her. Of course you carried the pain. So did I. I should have explained this to you a long time ago, but it hurt too much. And then the wall grew up between us. And living there, you and me, the wall got bigger. You know, it's funny. I can talk to a whole room full of admirals about anything in the galaxy. But I can't talk to you about how I feel. How do you feel? How do you think? I love you, son. Apparently, I was so excited to talk about this that I just skipped ahead. So you skipped ahead. Yeah. So here we go. Let's let's uh, deep dive into an underappreciated season two episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. So I picked this episode because. Really, because of the Lower Decks season two trailer, um, where obviously there are a bunch of different Easter eggs, as is the case when it comes to Lower Decks. But there is this one scene where Mariner is dressed up in this ridiculous, like, outfit. I, I, I guess it's an outfit. It's like a karate outfit. And it is a reference to the Icarus Factor, where Will Riker and Kyle Riker, his dad, engage in an Anbo Jutsu match to kind of work out their differences. So this is a deep cut because it only appears in this one episode. We never see this get up ever again, but you know what? That is what Mike Mann's all about. He's all about these like random deep cuts. He's not afraid of inside baseball. And he's like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, it's fine. So this is what inspired us to pick the Icarus factor um, as our, episode two of this particular series. 
So yeah, Mike, what did you think? I actually thought that, you know, I was ready to like have all the complaints in all the notes. And I actually thought that this was a decent episode. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was an enjoyable episode. I do have a few points that were a little more. This all right, I have like annoying. notes, but it's not as it's not the litany. I did not <laughs> like complain in real time to you about this episode. It's you not, not. that I had not. for Heart of Glory. Okay, correct, correct. So if we use that as the baseline, this <laughs> that's the baseline. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's. Having watched season one, this the Heart of Glory last week, and then seeing how it's how it's moved, how the cast and crew have kind of come together in season two, mm-hmm. uh, it's an interesting. And you know, everyone has a part in this episode. They this was something. This was like all hands on deck. <laughs> Everybody there's a lot going on. There is there's, a lot going. There's on. like yeah, the A plot, the B plot. I was like, oh, I forgot about the pain sticks. It was like, there was a lot. Yeah, actually, yeah. And I, I didn't remember where they were going. So I was with the B-plot. I had no idea where, you know, it was obvious. It took obvious me a second. Where the, and I was like, I know, I remember. Obviously, now. you knew where the A-plot was going to, that jujitsu match. <laughs> and jujitsu. Uh, and jujitsu. Yes. Um, you knew that that was the the climax of the a plot but the b plot i had no idea where this was going but i will tell you right off the bat when the b plot started to happen i was like okay wharf just bit off wesley's head uh wesley was being annoying i was probably going to bite off his head too if i was having yeah, he a was like very day. pestering yeah yeah he was uh buzzing like around he, like a fly you know, i was like why is that why is this happening right yeah you know and and i am i am not a wesley hater i'm actually i really do like wesley yeah, I because i don't mind wesley uh and but i i really liked him watching the show growing up because he and i were very close in age so it's sort of like i was on the enterprise living vicariously (laughs) living vicariously through all wheaton okay yes i was however um in this episode man it it just his voice came off really whiny (laughs) um it was just like being super nosy as a teenager like poking it like it was just it was great, um, but he it, figured it out. He, he did figure it out. Yeah, dug deep enough, and he, he did dig. Yeah, he helped work in the end. But it, you know, also the the B plot was enjoyable from the like Data Jordy perspective as well. Uh, you get to see their friendship. You get to see them going back and forth. Like, no, Wesley needs to handle this. No, we should help him out. You know, like this back and forth, and and. Also, the drama that was going on in engineering with a glitch in the the readings. There was a little random shit going on. Yeah. yeah. So there's that going on. Then to go back to the A plot, totally forgot that this was all about offering Will his was. I don't even know I, if this I didn't is remember a, that at all. It's been, I think, decades and also decades since I've seen this episode. Yeah. Um, but offering Will his first command, I think. Maybe he's been offered command before. I'm not sure. I think so. Um, I but mean, this, but... this is the first of uh, what three three commands he's offered before. Best of both worlds. You are correct. Um, so, you know, that was this. I forgot about that aspect of it. Uh, I thought that it was. Um, I thought that he and Deanna's interaction was interesting. She was kind of being trying to cold and distance, and then 
you know, they had this sweet little moment where it did matter. Her feelings did matter and they hug. And right. uh, so there was that, you know, the, the other interesting part of the A plot was uh, Kate Pulaski. and yeah, Kate. And uh, I don't, what was his father's name? I can't remember. Kyle, Kyle, Kate and Kyle, uh, you know, little, uh, smoldering remember that smoldering like, action there i didn't remember that either i remember it and i was like this is awkward and then will was like you never bothered to say anything exactly and she was like it wasn't a secret you know it just never came up i was like oh my god this is of course awkward. it would come up like why awkward. wouldn't it come up you know like oh i know your dad i used to sleep with him like come on you <laughs> I know, don't know. Well, uh, she's kind of like, know, even... I don't know, like Catherine Pulaski is kind of like this like interesting character where you never like find out that much about her. She's kind of like mum, but she also has like just only one season. So it's not like, you know, it's not like we get to learn that much about her. But the thing is, like, she she doesn't like to spill all the secrets. She, you know, she's not like just she's not one to put her heart on her sleeve and just like share everything, you know, you kind of like need to like be in the right moment with her. So I don't know, but I just thought that was awkward. I was like, Oh my God, like, <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Um, and and just to see that it was interesting, it was an interesting yeah. twist. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. I, you know, I, I thought, and this was, you know, all hands on deck. You get to see, uh, Chief O'Brien and and Will having a drink, which was kind of cool. You got to, you know, so it was really yeah, everyone like, has a little bit of something to do. I guess. Do yeah, yeah everyone cool. does. So yeah, it was just enjoyable. And then going back to the B plot, you know, I, the pain sticks part of this was really fascinating too. Uh, you know, and I really enjoyed the the kind of like where are you taking me, counselor? You know, like. He was super grouchy and, you know, like, he was grouchy. Um, yes, he was not. He didn't want to be there. Um, yeah, because I totally forgot. So I it took me a while to remember where this is going. And you remember um, when Worf was to Riker, like, take me with you. I was like, what? Where is this going? Like, but then, like, I still don't really understand why Worf wanted that, like a transfer other than just kind of like get a change of pace. I don't I guess. I guess I don't know. He wanted uh, battle, right? He wanted he, like this. This whole, I think, the part about being a warrior and and becoming the Age of Ascension was kind of on his mind. But he also, you know, wanted something to do that was more Klingon. Yeah, a little bit more Klingon esque. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Him wanting to leave, but um, yeah, I also you know, it's not like he's entering a war zone. They're going into just like uncharted territory. Right. Yes. Yeah. There's more of a chance for there to be a firefight there than, you know, in Federation space. On the flagship of the Federation, you know, like yeah. not clearly a battleship of any sort. So we don't learn anything about the Aries or what kind of ship it is or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, there was a lot for every character. There was a little bit for every character to do. There was a mm-hmm. lot of interaction. There was a lot of motion around them with the engineering thing, with you know the kind of the views of Kyle and and Catherine talking. Just there's just a lot around um, this episode, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that, no, yeah, that was good. Um, I do think that the so you know, I, obviously the a the majority of a plot is. 
Will Riker giving his dad the cold shoulder, and they barely interact. Like most of the episodes, of them like not talking, and then they do this whole Enbo Jutsu match, and it gets resolved very quickly. Like they like, and this is very Star Trek, very procedural, where it's like, oh, we resolve the issues. Like this is like in real life, this would be like a five-hour conversation. You know, you unpack it. You know, like. Versus literally, <laughs> it was resolved in like five minutes and they hug. I was just like, that's a lot. Like, it's a lot of um, angst to kind of just somewhat get over. Um, and then we never see Kyle Racker ever again. So I just, right. remember, like, you know, it, it, there was a lot. I feel like they spent too much time building up like the angst and then not enough time like unpacking the anger that's there and like, actually finding some sort of resolution but it, that is very like just tv drama like you know procedural tv drama it's like fast and quick and easy and clean you know and by the end of the episode everyone's happy and oh i'm actually not transferring we're good you know so it's fine everything is kind of just resets but yeah by yeah. the end of, yeah there is sort of a reset at the end you're right yeah. uh, i just thought that like for all the build-up it just got resolved just pretty fast yeah, I would agree. Yeah, uh, the you know, but there was enough of a build up to to make it feel legitimate. Like it wasn't a small grievance that could be easily right. resolved. Yes. Um, you know, yeah, I I think there was enough. And then it of, got resolved. They spent too little little time resolving it. Like yeah, but and you learn pieces of it through other conversations. So Catherine and and Kyle talking, you know. Deanna and Kyle talking, you know, so all of these like pieces that you learn. There are a lot of interactions. It's like a lot of. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, part of it too, is that this mission that he was going to go on was dangerous. Correct. So there was sort of this fatherly guilt, I guess, for lack of a better word to kind of resolve this in case Will goes off into the frontier and, as captain and the Ares is destroyed. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it just seems, uh, seems kind of weird. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I think it was a, it was a good, good overall episode. Yeah. I, I think some, you know, an episode I certainly haven't watched in a long, long time, uh, but enjoyable and uh, still relevant, like nothing too annoying other than wesley's nosiness and white like high-pitched voice and like yeah like get the kid out of you know i know he's an ends acting ensign and whatnot but get the kid out of engineering you know like there's so much going on and he's he's down in engineering like talking to to data and laforge about about wharf uh it's just you know it's kind of got you know what i it's gossipy it's kind of gossipy and i don't really like that in in anything but so it's that oh and then remember like he tells chief o'brien that they're doing this thing for wharf and it's like in the middle of engineering and he's like it's a surprise and i was like there's like 10 people around and none of them are invited to this it's like so it's like so awkward. Yeah, like I'm keeping like, a secret on a big starship like that is secret. Like whatever. Well, I think the you know it, it being a secret, no one's Worf's not going to talk to anybody, so he's not going to hear anything. So was, in this was, case, wait, what? How did Data put it? 
you have given up the will to be social or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember his line. Oh yeah. It was so awkward when he went over and, uh, and uh, approached Worf and looking out the, the 10 Ford windows. And it was just, it was super awkward. And like data taps him on the shoulder. <laughs> and yeah. like, it was, it was clear. I think that that's actually, that was a really good scene of how data is sort of inept around, um, some social, social cues social still inept. yeah inept. yeah um but yeah a lot you know a lot to enjoy i would definitely recommend people watch it just for i mean it's a great tng episode actually yeah. it really is it highlights everyone in the cast uh gives you a little history on Riker. gives you a little history on wharf gives you some klingon pain six and mm-hmm. you know again building out that klingon tradition and that backstory, a little bit of world building there. It would have been nice to have learned a little bit more about, again, in world building, like, and, and kind of building out the Federation and what this area that Will would have been going into as captain of the Ares. Um, it would have been interesting to learn a little bit more about what's going on and like actually have a, like have Kyle do a debriefing with Will, you know, on the sector and give you like the layout of the land. That was just the springboard to the drama. No, I know, I know. But again, when when I'm thinking about world building, like these are these are the sorts of things to compare it to uh, another show. You know, Babylon Five would build out that conflict and tell you what what's out there. Um, you know, whereas you know Star Trek really doesn't do that. You don't kind of get the lay of the land. You get the major powers, and then. Then suddenly you're thrown into this. You you're you learn about the Cardassians and what season four or five. Uh, yeah. And, oh yeah. Speaking of that, because I've been rewatching. Because you know, there's like they talk about the Cardassian Federation War. Yeah. And I was like, when did this happen? Right. And it's very unclear to me because I was like, did I miss an episode? Like, where they really talk about it, or where there's a battle? There's nothing. No, like there's I was, nothing. they talk about it and just like it happened. And I was like, when did this happen? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know, again, you know, these are these are so, sort of the strings that they pull and never really attach it to anything. You know, they just kind of throw it out there. And I think it's partly because they jumped ahead, what, 100 years from Kirk's time or 80 years. So they had that, you know, oh, yeah, it probably happened for like 18 months and, you know, 23 50 or whatever i don't know it's probably actually there probably is a book about it and that there's these last year's books that they did not memory alpha entry yeah so but uh yeah so that's that's my only takeaway would be it would have been nice to to hear a little bit about this sector and what's going on out there but we did not no i i didn't mind that because again to me it was just kind of like oh it's just like you know it's just the catalyst for, you know, Will and Kyle to kind of duke it out. And or exactly Will to ignore Kyle for like three quarters of the episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. great. Anything else you'd like to add about the Icarus factor? Um, I hope that in, as I mentioned this year, I hope that in lower decks, they say all the Japanese phrases as well. Oh yeah, that was good, yeah. right? <laughs> In the bow, in the bowing, <laughs> like they better do yep. all that. I want all of it. Otherwise, I'm setting my TV on fire. <laughs> yeah, you want all of that. Yes, all of it. I need everything. Um, and 
yeah, hopefully we do. Hopefully we we get that. So that's that's my hope. There we go. Well, I I hope so too. Well, cool. Well, there we there we have it. This week's uh, shorter episode. Under, not, it hasn't even been an hour yet. Of oh right. Well, that's okay. We we, we are we. We need to give our fans a little bit of a break. Usually it's at least an hour and 20 minutes. So I know. know. Right. Well, that's okay. Um, Well, before we go, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Fans Sets. Yes, Fans Sets. That's right. And uh, actually this coming Saturday, May 15th, they have four new pins coming out. So we have the Pinmoji Beckett Mariner from Lower Decks. We have the Pinmoji Captain Pike. Uh, from Strange New Worlds. Uh, we have Trelane, so a micro figure of Trelane. And also a micro figure of Narissa from Picard, which can't stand sure that bitch. Everyone's going to get can't, that one. I cannot stand Narissa at I all. Another, I'm going to be super another disappointed. Another thing I did not like about Picard season one, if she didn't really die, if she comes back, I'll be so annoyed. I I'll will be, so be too. Confused. Yes, be I can't so stand sweet. her. I mean, come on! Actually, die! I'm like, oh, fuck! Like, of course not. Yeah. I don't want this. I yeah, don't want this in my life. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, the actress did a wonderful job, but the character—it wasn't her fault. Just it over. was just like the character was not. Yeah. It was. She was annoying. She was very one-dimensional. Like yeah. one-dimensional. Kind of like the Commodore villain, sort of Commodore or oh, yeah. also kind of annoying. Yeah. With her Ray-Ban sunglasses. Oh but God. anyway, getting back to fan sets. So that's what's <laughs> coming out. Getting back to fan <laughs> sets. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so back to fan sets. Those are coming out this Saturday, May 15th. And if you go to fansets.com and put a bunch of pins, including these on May 15th or after, uh, if you, first, if you put $30 or more of pins in your cart, you will get free shipping in the U.S., but... On top of that, if you add the the code DS Pride at checkout, it took you a minute, it took you a second to be like, what is the code? <laughs> it did take me a second. <laughs> DS Pride. All caps. All caps. You'll get 10% off your order. And uh, so go over there, give fans that some love. They are, you know, a small business and uh, we are supremely grateful for their support of deep space pride and the Trek geeks podcast network yes that's more so that's the end of this episode of deep space pride everyone uh johnson how can people follow us especially for the aforementioned contest giveaway coming out this sunday yeah well people can email us but don't do that for the purpose of the contest, or rather the giveaway. It's not a contest, it's a giveaway. Um, don't email us because that's not gonna do anything. But if you want to email us, you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on social on Twitter and Instagram at Deep Space Pride. But that's it. That's and then it. next week, we are going to be jumping to season three of The Next Generation. And we will be watching Tin Man. Tin Man, yeah. I did enjoy because it is one of the episodes I recently rewatched. It, it, I would I would say that it is it is legitimately an underrated episode. It is not the offspring, which is not underrated. It is that had like a legacy to it. Right, like, yes. That had that had consequences. 
Um, this one did not. Tin Man, which we, it's a Carl Riker. We, we never go back to it. So yes, yes, yes. But there is a little bit of world building in it. That's interesting. And um, yeah, no, it's like, it's almost kind of like a self-contained kind of like character study of sorts. So anyway, cool. That is what we are going to be discussing next week. Great. And uh, yeah, next week we'll, we'll pitch the contest the slash giveaway you'll have just one day to enter at that point but throw us on social and uh we'd love to have as many entries as possible into this contest because we are super excited about giving away and we want followers yes we we want people to interact with and tell us what you are star trekking and uh what you think about these um episodes that we're going through uh, season, uh, season by season. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we appreciate you and, uh, we'll be back here again next week talking about, uh, more underappreciated episodes of the next generation and Tin Man. Yes, we will. Exciting. Excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Contain yourself really. Yes. Yes, I know. I have all the, uh, all the feelings about our next recording. (laughs) okay well thanks everyone we'll talk to you again next week bye everyone Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you.